0: delivering all the news, the informed views, and just telling great motorsport stories since 2003. Powered by theracetalk.com, this is On The Grid. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Grid, here on mypodcasthouse.com or on the Radio Show Limited's RS1. Thank you for joining us. Big show coming up as we head into the very first round of supercars for 2023, Will Brown from Coca-Cola Racing and Erebus Racing will join us to have a chat about his new car and how he thinks the year's going to pan out for him and supercars in general. We'll also catch up very shortly with Mark Walker and Richard Crowell and have a chat to those guys about this weekend and plenty more happening in the world of motorsport. All that to come right here on The Grid. You're listening to the latest from around the motorsport world on the grid all right one of the guys that'll be uh, driving around in a brand new chevy camaro and i think he's looking forward to it will brown of course from coca-cola racing this year g'day will how are you
1: hey tony thanks for having me and uh definitely looking forward to getting the camaro
0: mate how's the last few weeks gone for you how much have you learned about this car in that time and how much is there still to learn about this car
1: yeah, I'm sure there's uh, plenty to learn. It's like the old cars, we developed them for years. But, uh, you know, we've learned uh, a lot about the new cars. We've done three test days now and, uh, you know, it's been positive each day and the development has uh, just kept, kept getting better and better. But uh, as I say, I don't think anyone down pit lane has, you know, learned everything about them. And I think it's just going to be one of those years who, who gets on top of them first and uh, who comes out of, out of the box best.
0: We've spoken to the drivers about the situation with the car and how they're handling it. The like how's the teams actually handling it? Is there still a mad scramble around the garage as we try to get cars into trucks up to Newcastle for the first race?
1: Uh, I don't think it's a mad scramble actually getting the cars in the trucks and all of that. I think there's a lot of learning around setup changes and, and how long each setup change takes. Um, you know, Newcastle, a setup change that used to maybe take the boys you know one minute two minutes to do that could be up to 10 minutes now just due to learning the car and also you know some of the changes being a little bit harder on these cars so um yeah it's going to be interesting as to what changes we can make during a session to actually uh test the car and and try and make those sort of development changes throughout the weekend
0: you've been in the car as you said three test days now how different is it to the to the old supercar
1: yeah uh, it's massively different um probably feel sorry for all the co-drivers that are going to <laughs> jump in them at uh, at Bathurst because um yeah it's uh it's a lot different to the old cars i find um you know there are similar characteristics but uh i find it to be a lot different maybe a bit harder to drive which i think is a good thing um but uh yeah just uh i think they'll i think they'll come more to like the old cars as we develop them more and get the setup more how we like them but um yeah right now they're a lot different
0: it is an interesting point about the co-drivers jumping into the car. this year, of course, they will get that opportunity to do it at Sandown as well, which is probably a, a perfect thing for for 2023 for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, you know, I, I really would love there to be three um co-drive events with Gold Coast coming back, but I think it's awesome that they that they brought Sandown back um this year and uh you know, to have that uh, is is fantastic for the co-drivers to get ready for for Bathurst.
0: Tough year for you, mate, 2022. Winless year for you. And I think uh, only one podium, if I'm right. Uh, Take us through 2021 was a a good, uh, a perfect start year for you. What happened last year? Was it, I don't know, you tell me.
1: I can't remember. I've already blocked it out of my memory. (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) I'm only joking. It was just a difficult year. Um, yeah, it's just too many DNFs, and uh, you know, I think we had about five between last place finishes and DNFs throughout the year. So that really hurts your championship. Anyway, we had some we had some really good runs where you're back inside the top five, but uh, just consistency wasn't with us. And I think, uh, changing between setups and uh, sort of getting ourselves lost was a, was a little bit of that, um, and also just yeah, me learning the car and, and all that sort of stuff. So this year will be a lot more positive. I feel confident in the car and uh, you know, I think the team's got on top of it quickly. But you never know until you roll out at Newcastle.
0: Well, very true. And for you, I suppose, uh, a different year last year as well. It was really your first full year of going to every track. Before that in supercars, I think you'd been pretty much blocked with COVID and you'd been running predominantly at uh, only a few tracks.
1: Yeah, that's right. Obviously, uh, you know, Sydney was a good track for us and that probably helped us a lot in the 2021 championship running the last four events there um, where, yeah, I guess uh, last year going to every track. But, um, you know, it was great that we could, you know, get the show on the road and get back to normal and uh, race at all the tracks. And, uh, yeah, it was an awesome year. I really enjoyed last year. Um, like I say, I think 14th was, was disappointing and I think it was due to also the uh, – you know, all the DNFs, I still think we could have been inside the top ten in the championship. So it's not not too negative. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to this year.
0: We watch motor racing right around the world and we see the relationship between teammates. And in some cases it's pretty prickly, but in the case of Erebus with yourself and Brody, you guys seem to be best mates before your teammates. Would that be uh, a a good thing to say would that be the right thing to say?
1: Oh no, we hate each other. Um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> we used to, we used to, um, we didn't hate each other, but we were, we were very fierce rivals um, coming through the junior categories in Super 2 and uh, and we actually did have a bit of a, you know, just uh, want to beat each other and sort of had run into each other a few times. So when we both signed up the same team, I think we both went, oh God. And then, uh, yeah, we get along awesome. I'd... Uh, I would probably speak to Brody every day, minimum once a day, and um, you know we're always bouncing ideas off each other, and uh, yeah, we just, I guess you know, get along and uh, and are good mates actually. So it makes it quite enjoyable going racing.
0: How similar are your ideas about uh, the way you set up your cars? You're very close in the in the information that you give the team.
1: I think we get to um, to the same result every time me and Brody, He's just a little bit different in he's very engineerly minded. Um, you know, he really knows a lot about the cars and a lot of way, you know, how they're built, how they're engineered, where, you know, I more just give a setup feedback, but it always is very close to each other. Um, but he just more helps in the setup side of it where I more rely on my engineer.
0: The uh, one thing that I've been concerned about over the last few months is probably Barry Ryan. Uh, a stressful guy, at the best of times. I would have thought the last couple of months have probably delivered some interesting times back in the sheds.
1: Yeah, he's actually been pretty tame, to be honest. Um, you know, Gen Three has been a big, big program and uh, big effort, so maybe this would be the time, like you say, that you think you'd uh, might lose his shit, but uh, not at all. He's uh, he's been really good, and he's he's been great to deal with, Barry. Um, you know, he's a good team boss. You know where you stand with him, and. Uh, yeah, you just uh it's one of those things. I nearly say it's like your big brother. You might have a blight with him and then the next day you're fine. So yeah. <laughs> that's what that's the way we say it.
0: And the other relationship that's important for you too, mate, is obviously your engineer, Tom Moore. Uh, that is developing, I'm sure, with every race that you guys work together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. Uh yeah, me and Tom have done, you know, had a had a great uh two years together and going on to the third year. It's it's been awesome to uh, you know, have him come across to other categories that i'm racing in as well just to both improve what i'm doing and him um so yeah he's he's done an awesome job 2021 like you say it was a great year for us and uh and last year he still did a great job so really looking forward to continuing you know on with him
0: 10 days i think we are away or, or probably even less it's maybe nine days now to newcastle well, i think it's 10 uh how how many cars are going to finish Race one at Newcastle, race two at New. Oh, it's going to be a crazy I, event, isn't
1: it? I don't, I don't really care as long as I've been.
0: Oh, exactly. <laughs> are we expecting it to be a spectacular event in in that regard? That cars are just going to expire, cars are going to do things that we probably don't expect that they're going to do.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think it'll be you know hopefully back on my point before. Hopefully, all the cars finish and it's uh, and it's great racing um you know that's the biggest thing is that is to make sure that the racing we put on a good show for all the, all the fans and uh I really hope it's close racing and enjoyable that's what that's what we go there for and you try and win off merit so that's the main thing
0: yeah exactly right and uh crowds will be well we would think crowds at Newcastle are going to be pretty spectacular first race of the year they're going to get right behind
1: it yeah I think so I just remember going back to 2017 I was racing there in super two and I was dry I think I was riding in uh, you know 6 30 in the morning thought where's everyone going and they're all heading into the track and i remember it getting it sold out that year so you know if something like that happened this year it'd be awesome it's uh it's great when everyone gets behind the sport and comes out and you know gets on the beers and has a good time throws a few heckles at you and whatnot um it's all it's all good fun and um yeah i think it just adds to the atmosphere and makes it exciting to go racing
0: is your first goal for 2023 to have a better year than 2022
1: I don't focus on last year, to be honest. I'm just focusing on trying to win races this year. I think uh, it's a reset. I I think every driver thinks that it's a reset and probably you see you know, all drivers saying, I think we have a chance this year. And I think uh, that might actually be the case. So just going to put my best foot forward and, and have a crack.
0: Are your chances more improved in the first few races of the season as opposed to as the year develops on?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, obviously, you know, I think that may could always be the case but the other thing that used to be because of development and there's not a massive amount of development that you can do on these cars it's actually more you know a development in the uh in the setup which is what i'm talking about but uh i think with you know back when people like triple eight and penske used to spend a fortune developing uprights and all these other things they can't do that now so um i think that we should have you know an even chance throughout the year
0: I'm tipping Brody's a full-strength Coke guy. Are uh, you a Coke, no sugar man? I think Brody's
1: actually the Coke, no sugar, and Is I'm full-strength.
0: Really? I don't drink any of that no-sugar stuff. <laughs> Fair enough, too. Mate, hope you get to share a few uh, sweet Cokes up in Newcastle next week and maybe even spray a few over the crowd uh, on one of the days, whether it be a Saturday or the Sunday. Wishing you all the best for 2023, mate. Thanks for your time today, and uh, have a great year. Thanks, mate. Thanks for
1: having me, Tony.
0: Will Brown joining us here on The Grid.
1: There's more great motorsport stories coming
0: next on The Grid. All right, time to welcome the boys onto the program. Richard Crail, good day to you. Hello, Shebeks. How are you? Excellent. Thank you, Mark Walker. Good day to you.
2: No, a very good day to you, Tony Shebeki.
0: Uh, how are we feeling, boys? What's happening? Uh, it's race week. Again. It is. <laughs> Are it's you been looking a, well looking, a couple of race weeks, but this is the big week? You're
2: looking forward to some answers being answered this weekend? Because oh, at the moment I've got only questions.
3: Yeah, I'm the yeah. same. I'm, I'm not sure just, if we're gonna get answers. No, well, that's the problem. I don't think we are. I, I don't think I think we're gonna come out of this potentially with more questions. Yeah. Like what what if? Let me pose a hypothetical right off the top of the show. What if. I'm going to pick a name at random because I like the car. What if James Golding goes and smokes everybody this weekend? Will we yeah. have truly learned a form guide for this year or will Absolutely it have been not. a complete mystery to where we're at? No, absolute
0: mystery. But but in, isn't it good though, that we just don't know? Well, mm-hmm. I mentioned to Will Brown before I said, is this, is the, the first couple of races of the year, are they your best chance of picking up a win this mm. year? Mm. And he said, Yeah, for sure. He said, I'd like to think that, you know, in this in this phase that we're we're a possibility. But he said, as cars start to develop and things like that, the the field will start to get a lot closer. But at the moment, he said, Yeah, it's wide open. Mm. The the thing
2: is Silly, silly racetrack, a really dumb racetrack to be starting these new cars at. But is it? Is it really? so good. It's so dumb, which is great. But you, you look at recent history of introducing new cars. You look at NASCAR last year with their new car. You look back 2013. Those opening races, when they didn't have any spare parts, when they didn't really know anything, they took it easy relatively mm. you know you look at adelaide last year and everyone went well this is the last time i have to drive this car and at that point there wasn't a super two field
3: to worry about handing them to either but <laughs> in the off season they've had to go and fix all these
0: absolutely busted up gen two cars to uh, to one cell yeah, yeah you're, you're right f- and- you get the feeling our guys will do the same they know that they've got the grand prix up in two weeks time and that's a massive exposure but it, it might not even be their choice because it is well,
3: such good. a wild old joint that if you qualify outside the top 10, it could, you could be minding your own business and end up in the Clock Tower Hotel there at Bruce. Customs House Hotel down there at Turn 1. Take like, out <laughs> the what media center.
2: <laughs> they, they need to put more downforce on them. <laughs> well, really? Yeah. Well, at least we'll get the story. <laughs> you end up in
0: the fountain, Scotty McLaughlin-like. Oh, yeah. Correct.
3: So it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's that place. So uh, they, they, I guarantee you there will be at least one story in the paddock of, we're not sure if we're going to make Albert park. I think it's, it'll happen. It's inevitable. Absolutely. And it'll be, and it'll be
0: a hard luck story.
3: Oh, potentially, potentially could be, could be I'm Andre Heimgartner leading by half a lap and fenced. I don't, I don't know, but, um, Uh, it's I enjoy this brief joy of unpredictability that we've got in supercars at the moment after years of well it's probably going to be a Red Bull or it's probably going to be a DJR car and if Tickford get it together it'll
2: be a Tickford car so it's good going back in history 2013 Adelaide The Red Bull cars won there on debut. Yeah, the Brad Jones cars came good in the next few events where both Fabian and Bridie won races for them. So Mm. that's where that sort of, oh, yeah, they're good when the new cars come in. It wasn't at that first meeting. They sort of got their stuff together um, a little bit down the track. Uh, My indelible memory from that 2013 event, and uh, a warning here if you're just about to tuck into your dinner, was Lee Holdsworth in the Virgin Lounge with the world's worst blister that exploded all (laughs) over the the Virgin Lounge on the Sunday (laughs) night after that race. That's why the airline went broke. Yeah, right. But it's 33 degrees on Saturday. Mm. If 250k is 33 degrees in that concrete canyon, she's going to be a stinker. And if there's problems with the cars and they haven't quite got the heat shielding and all that sort of stuff right, that's not going to be fun. And then there's a possibility of a shower on Sunday, which I'm
0: absolutely here for. So, what I haven't told you guys is that last night a genie came and visited me. Stroth. And said, oh. Tony, you have the power. Yeah, don't sit near the window in the Clock Tower Hotel. <laughs> yeah. You because have the power custom to power. dictate what happens on the weekend. Well, okay. I said, well, look, I said, I appreciate that. I said, but let me have a chat to my mates and find out what they want and we'll come back to you. So, so you tonight think? the genie's coming back at some point. So I put the question to you. What do you want out of the weekend? What do you want to happen? I've, I want you to go and see a medical professional. <laughs> Don't worry about this genie
2: vision you're getting. I can't believe He's you. A- non
3: non-belie-
2: <laughs> The Altona El- El- water supply has being spiked again. <laughs> can't believe it. Um, I'd like to see Fords and Holdens alternating on the result sheet, just so I can um, post that on social media and go, here you go, you Tin foil hat wearing folks who absolutely melted down after the test day. You weren't going to say tinfoil one. there, yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: Fords and what's Chevys? Chevys. Chevys. You say Ford? yeah.
0: say so, the mm. well, Give me mm. a pass. Here. You'd like to see Fords and Holden's? Nah, yeah. nah. We've moved, moved on.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I, I would love to see a, a the genie deliver us a, a, a properly different winner and it and do you you know who it could be after impressive performances in the old car i would love it to be a cool drive racing for example how good a story would that be yeah The, the smallest team in the in the paddock they were the first to roll the car out they've got a new driver engineer combo um that that i i think that would be the best thing for our sport and supercars in particular after all the bun fight getting to this point to, to deliver a truly different unpredictable race winner, but for it to be delivered in a, a non unpredictable way, just in a, a, straightforward, good car race and actually beats them, not with rain or red flags or whatever that that would be the best possible outcome for supercars right now. Yeah. Hey, how do
2: you think reliability is going to be in the weekend?
3: I suspect in some areas it'll be average. For sure yeah, we don't we don't know that do we <laughs> no no and and things like the the pit stops are going to be a massive variable um there's the, the wheel nut issues that really the the fixes they've been working on for the, the captive nuts haven't had a massive test outing um brad jones racing posted a really interesting video about the new fuel coupling system that they're using and the fact that a fuel flow is going to be a lot lot slower this year, but also the the coupler is different. It's more a GT style. So again, you know, the, these teams practice pit stops until they're red in the face at the garage and that's fine, but there's nothing like doing a pit stop in a tight pit lane like Newcastle is mm. in 35 degree heat when you're in, in arm to arm combat with the guy next to you. So I, I think there's going to be some massive dramas in pit lane and there could be a huge delta between the teams that get it right and the teams that don't. And the team that gets it right on Saturday could get it wrong on Sunday, just as a virtue of how different it's going to be. So, I think there's there's just so many broad areas where this whole thing could be thrown on its roof.
0: I asked Will before about his team and loading the car up onto the truck and getting it ready, and up to Newcastle on how frantic it was in regards to you know people what they need to get, what they need to do before that car jumped on the truck. He said they were fairly cool and calm the team in regards to doing that. I'm tipping that if that was the case, I'm not sure it might've been the same at all places though. I'm sure there was a lot of, we're just not ready for this. Um, But, but what is it though? And and yes, it's all been delayed. And it might only be by a week or two, but I'm not sure if everyone's a hundred percent ready for this. Oh,
3: no, but I'm not convinced you're a hundred percent ready when yeah, you haven't John, had to scramble yeah. together a new, new team and car, especially going into an event like Newcastle, which remember, we haven't been to Newcastle since 2019. So th- this it's been a long time since we've experienced this event. And, yeah, I, look, the, I think the bottom line is, Shebex, that we're very fortunate in our sport, and whether it's supercars or beyond that, that we've got unbelievably good racing car teams. So the, the bottom line is that these are, for the most part, all extremely high-quality operations, and, and they will do what they need to do to make sure they're ready to go. Um, even with all the dramas. So I'm not surprised that it felt calm and, and Erebus uh, Erebus and an industrial group of people that that do things a little bit differently. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that they've got all their their you know what's together. and, and yes, it's going to be a thrash and yes, it's been a, a hell of a lead up and I would hate to be the HR guy or girl at these race teams with the amount of leave that is going to be owing and days in lieu and all that stuff that we'll be owing to crew guys that have ended up doing 18 hour days and worked weekends over the last two months, trying to throw these things together. Like it, getting holidays is going to be a nightmare at some point this year for these guys, but um, they're very good racing car teams, bottom line that that are the equal to anything in the world. So I'm not surprised that there's a, a sense of calm and, and readiness. They've done all they can, Now it's up to the racing gods to see what happens
2: on the weekend. You mentioned first time since 2019 Newcastle, that 2019 event, it just felt a little bit flat compared to the ones that were just leading up to it. Those first few years were massive in Newcastle and Mm. it almost like it, you know, these couple of years off, it's going to happen. What happened at the Grand Prix happened at the Gold Coast. They're going to come back bigger than ever. You know, everyone's been starved of these big events and they all want to be a part of it. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing a million people mm. there. Trackside on the weekend.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be great to see what crowd they do get. All right, give us uh, a Saturday and a Sunday winner, just for the sake of prosperity. I don't know. <laughs> just just throw some... I'll just uh, I'll get Va- get my...
2: Van Gears and Feeney. There you go. Done. Lock it in. I'll just go get Queen my to the
3: top. <laughs> I'll just go get my dartboard and throw some darts at it and see where they land. Um.
2: Yeah. Okay. Good, good teams are good teams. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: They are. They are. Exactly. So I'll, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Chaz, and uh, I'm
2: going to go a bit of Andre Heimgartner. But there's yeah. just no excuses, is there? Like, if any of these teams are going to have a breakout season, Chaz is going to win the title. It's mm. this year, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Uh Waters and Chaz for me. Okay. What to crash into each other? Or yep. And to win on Saturday and Sunday. Wow. Well, Not they've together, crashed,
3: but... crashed into each other in Fords before, then they swap teams and they creep crashing into They're each crashing. other. There's no reason to expect that they won't continue no, to crash into exactly. each other. <laughs> it's one of the great
2: stories in our game.
0: Anything else we need to cover off on supercars? Well, you know what
2: I'm looking forward to is the Super 2s. Because mm-hmm. you talk about the oh, unpredictability yeah. in Super 1s, genuinely Super 2s, how can you pick from this field? Like, a lot of the good guys from last year have stepped up mm. and there's so many new people taking over. I mean, if we saw a bit of carnage last year, you can absolutely expect a lot of carnage this time around. You know who's it going to be? Is it going to be Jay Robotham at MW Motorsport? Like that should be a good thing. Uh, Brad Vaughan stepping up for Tickford mm-hmm. Racing that should be a good thing. Uh, Kai Zach- Allen, Kai Allen, that guy's a star of the future. Zach Best at uh, Anderson Motorsport, bit of a, a different sort of sideways step there. You know mm-hmm. Zach Bates has done good things. He'll be at Walkinshaw Andretti. Aaron Seaton, is he going to step up? Um, well, I've, I've got two favourites in Super 2, um, yeah.
3: just, just through personal experience of having worked with them both. One, Cooper Murray, who's yep. in an Edgleston mm-hmm. Motorsport Commodore. So that that kid is properly good. And unfortunately, the Porsche thing didn't go the way that they would have liked and that the McElroy team he was driving for would have liked. But he is an outstanding talent and he smoked some pretty good kids in Carrera Cup. The other one I'm really excited to watch in a supercar is Aaron Love.
2: Yeah,
3: um, yes, I'm, a, 100%. I'm a, a big fan of the family, and and his older brother Jordan was outstanding. But Aaron's driving style, where he just drove a cup car loose, and you don't generally drive them like that. But he made it work, and he looked after the rear tires, and in a supercar with 650 horsepower, that's going to be even more important. So I love the fact that that he's got that job, and and it's also the best livery of the season any category anywhere, I think the, yep. the patroness livery on that BRT Mustang. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, it's incredible field. And then, and then there's the subplots mm. super three with the three Datsuns running with Kelly mm. McLeod and Johnson. Mm. So how's the surnames running in there, which is really cool. So super three is going to be really good fun with those guys running around.
0: Sons of Guns going to be great to see how they get around Newcastle as well. All right, boys, moving forward. Formula One, we had a good race at Bahrain. Or we had a race at Bahrain. A so race, race broke out. Yeah, uh, it was good. Yeah. Predictable. Red Bull, first and second. What wasn't predictable was the uh, the form and speed of the uh, Aston Martins. Fantastic to see Fernando Alonso absolutely competing. Yeah, life begins at 40, Shebex, as you know. It seems, yeah. Well, I'm... Mm. That began for me 15
3: years ago. Yeah. Yep. So uh, brilliant stuff. 99th Formula One podium, Fernando, and uh, the first for him in the Aston Martin, which was a great job, but it it was backed up by the fact that Lance Stroll was quite quick as well, despite racing still with two broken wrists, apparently. Um, Yeah, really good stuff. But the thing I loved about Fernando's drive was that it was a fighty, plucky, overtake people, Fernando drive. Yeah, really, really cool stuff to watch. And, and wouldn't it be an amazing story if he can win a race this year for that team? And they're, they're legitimately the second quickest car at the moment, marginally over the Ferrari. So they're, they're properly competitive. And if they can keep up their development rate, then they're going to be in a really good position. And, and they should be able to. They've got more wind tunnel time than the teams in front because they finished lower in the World Championship last year with the whole cost cap stuff in Formula 1 and the way it all works. They're in a really good position now to take a step forward. And with Fernando driving, it is, uh, is really exciting. The thing that gets me though, Shebex, is that the whole field has compressed. Yes. The red bulls are really good, but two years ago in Bahrain, the in qualifying one. So when all 20 cars are on the racetrack, uh, I believe the full field spread was 2.5 seconds. Um, we go for this year and it's less than 1.5 first to last. Mm. So, the whole field has compressed quite significantly, and really behind the Red Bulls, it's it's pretty wide open, really. So that that battle to be fifth down to fifteenth, I think, is going to be a, a fifth down to last, really, because there's no real bad car. Like the Williams is a good car, and Alex Albon got a point, so. That's that for me is really exciting that the midfield battle in F1 is going to be IndyCar spec in terms of one guy, it'll be this week. And, you know, one week it'll be this guy and the next week yeah. it'll be another,
2: which is cool. Uh, like with Aston Martin, they've poached the understudied Adrian Newey who's uh in charge of the designers at Dan Fellows. Mm. Um, and in the presser, Sergio, you know, is it a Red Bull one, two, three? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Is Dan Ricciardo sitting in the Red Bull garage laughing his head off? Yes. Yeah, the McLaren's not
3: uncompetitive, but it's not a it's not a podium car at all, Mm. for sure. So yeah,
0: wasn't me. Wasn't me. Good good life choice, but that's all right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, We had uh, IndyCar race as well. Their first for the year at St. Pete's. Was that had a fair bit happening? Oh my God, it was.
3: Wild, wild, Scotty race. McLaughlin
0: screwed over by Romain Grosjean.
3: Well, no, I think Scotty McLaughlin probably screwed himself over and Romain yeah.
0: Grosjean. Uh, well, he
3: admitted fault. That's he did, uh, yes. He, yes. he put his hand up, and uh, they're good friends, those two. Um, and Romain has been on Bus Bros, the excellent McLaughlin Newgarden show uh, on YouTube, and uh, yeah, went and they went and hugged and, and kissed and made up after that. So. Uh, wild old race. Marcus Erickson won for Chip Ganassi. The the scary thing for mine, um, aside from the fact that Pato Award was leading with two laps to go and had a little engine bobble coming out of the final corner and was passed, so really good finish. The scary thing for mine is that Scott Dixon was third, but mm-hmm. not really shown enormous race winning potential, and that's just got all the hallmarks early on of another Scott Dixon year where he'll just accumulate and end up winning the championship again for the 473rd mm-hmm. time. So best IndyCar racer of all time, that bloke. And uh, I know that's a big thing to say,
2: but he just continues to chip away. Uh, on Scotty McLaughlin thing. It happened earlier in the race where they just sort of brushed yeah. and they were able to carry on. But um, Scotty lost it. But what was Romain going to do out there? Like he was only going to drive it into the fence anyway.
3: Yeah, he was. Yeah, a Good. long way a long way around. I think, yeah, more the point that Scotty was on the on the cold tire and... Probably never looked like
2: making the corner, but, um, there's some big licks there though. That mm. uh, first lap. Good grief. That was a video game gone wrong.
3: Yeah. Have you seen the onboard from Connor Daly's
2: car? Oh, Yeah. Oh, amazing. All that evasive yeah. Action. Yeah, that was, uh,
3: that was huge. Yeah. Ben, Benjamin Pedersen, um, the, the Danish driver had a, a monster shunt. So that was huge. And, uh, was it was a Kyle Kirkwood, I think later on launched into the air as well. Uh, Jack um, Harvey, Jack Harvey. That's right. Um, So they took him to hospital for for precautionary checks, but he's all good. Um, Yeah, wild, wild stuff. And a resurfacing of turn three caught a lot of people out. And uh, I was messaging back and forth with some of the U.S. connection um, and it caught out young Hunter McElroy Mm. in the Indy Lights practice leading into the weekend. And he had a 100G Mm. crash, destroyed the car, um, didn't qualify in the 10, finished fifth. Really, really good performance by young Hunter in it. What's a really good Indy Lights field this year, Eight, 18 cars and some real quality. Um, and that's a good result. And apparently before the race, Mario Andretti, no less than, told him that if he got a top five, that would be an excellent day and a really positive day. And Hunter goes and gets a top five. So that's a, a super result for a young bloke
0: from Brisbane via New Zealand and America. Fantastic result for him, no doubt. Uh, NASCARs. The uh, NASCAR race ran for two hours and 50 minutes. Probably could put its hand up for the quickest race of the year, Mark. Uh, look, it wasn't their best
2: effort. You know, the, the new car's been pretty good in the mile and a half races, but uh, it was a bit average there at Las Vegas on the weekend. Um, Larson was, Kyle Larson absolutely romping it in. El tapped the fence on the second last lap, so there was a green-white checker. Uh, Truex stayed out. Looks like he was trying to chance his hand. There, nobody else stayed out, and he got screwed over. Willie, Willie Byron came through for the win, one-two-three for Hendrick Motorsport. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you read into that. It was if it was an outlier race. It was a bit cold and windy there. What that has to do with anything, we'll find out. If Hendrick Motorsport continue being excellent as the season pr- progresses,
0: great racetrack,
3: Las Vegas Speedway. It was impressive. My favourite feature of Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Shebex, and we talk about this because you and I went there on the tour with, um, uh, with Doris. Was it Doris? Doris it
0: could have been Doris. She yeah, was 100.
3: 137 years old. Um, old girlfriend of Roger Penske's apparently. Yeah, love love the captain. Um made a point of explaining how much each individual palm tree in the venue cost. <laughs> uh, but my favourite part about Las Vegas Motor Speedway is that it's located right next to Nellis Air Force Base. Correct. And every 35 seconds, there's an F-22 Raptor or an F-35 Lightning or an A-10 f- taking off over the speedway. Well, a
2: an Avalon spec traffic jam there by any chance? Just no. To see those no, not for no, us, no. No, no mm. well, it would be quicker to go to Nellis Air Force for Base than Avalon, by the way uh, To get right out of
3: Avalon. So. You could literally <laughs> fly to LA, then jump on a commuter flight across the Vegas, yeah. drive an hour north and go to Las Vegas Motor Speedway and,
0: yeah, it would still be quicker than getting out of Avalon. I hear people are still stuck there. And then the time, the other time that I went there was uh, with the few of the boys, Crusher and Timmy Hodges and those guys, and we went and watched Marcus Ambrose. Race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and that was a very fun day as well. I've never seen so many people lined up at merchandise trucks as what I did at that venue. There must have been fifteen hundred people at each truck waiting to buy stuff. The queues were enormous. They do love their merch,
3: the yanks. Oh, they do do me. it extremely well. Yeah, <laughs> that's why people buy it. Big business, yeah. Uh it certainly is. What else? Well, we've got oh, a How'd you go down to Tassie? Well, Tassie was. Uh, oh, we we covered ago, that. We covered that. This yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was at Phillip Island. Phillip Island. Uh, so that's what it was. Yes. There, there were no Cape Barren geese intrusions.
0: Stoppages? But oh, there were was, Cape Barren geese. It was. <laughs> they, they were close,
3: but no stoppages. No superbike or super sport or whatever it was style uh, delays. Uh, no, good weekend. Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge uh, is a beauty, and I'm going to come back to it a little bit later on in the show for <laughs> obvious reasons. But, yeah, um, yeah what an absolutely bloody good show. That was very, very good. If you have the capacity, jump onto Blendline TV on YouTube and just casually go and re-watch the uh, 25-lap Jim Richards Endurance Trophy race that rounded out the weekend on Sunday because that is an absolute belter the kids in that series.
0: Anyway, we'll come back to that. A lot of love and uh, g'day to Darren Smith as well. Love his work. Yep. Dazzle had a good weekend on the mic. Excellent. It was up and about.
2: Uh, but right. what we need to, to do, no. Shebex, oh, what we no. need to
3: do yes. is we need to power rank very quickly the supercars liveries field. Now, as this podcast drops, the story will be live on Uh But Mark and I last week um, locked ourselves into the Melbourne bunker of the mm-hmm. racetalk.com's we're, editorial we office. Allow which I thought in. was my house, but...
2: No, 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 no. You're the you're the podcast bunker. Oh, okay, yes. yes.
3: Editorial office. Yes. Is,
2: yeah, we're, we're yes weren't we weren't allowed out. We couldn't leave the bunker until we drank all the beer and sorted out the liveries.
0: Yes. That was, that was day and, one.
2: And a very nice Galway pipe
3: mm. port. Uh, and so we, we have gone through and power-ranked the livery class of 2023, And Mark, it was, in some respects, relatively straightforward, but in others, not
2: quite so much. Exactly. <laughs> it's... Well, right, that's we go all I've that. got to say about that. Black is the new black, <laughs> yep. and simplicity, less is more.
0: More, exactly. More 100%. is less. Yep.
2: You, you go back to the old retro rounds, and they wheel out these really simple uh, liveries that just pop, and it turns out it, it's still rings true today the more livery the worse your car looks
3: yeah correct so head to the racetalk.com now and read the story because it's up there now but i think we'll just flick through and give you some of our highlights and lowlights and shebex would very much love your feedback on these as well if i can input i will the very last place and this was unanimous mm-hmm. and i don't think this will shock many people. Is the Midi's Electrical number fourteen Brad Jones Racing Camaro? That is a fickle. firm knot.
0: Yep, yeah, fickle.
2: I mean, it's it's got lightning. It's got two different halves. It's, it's got a lot. It's got a lot going on there, doesn't it?
0: it? It's it's got a real
2: lot. Uh, yeah. Are we are we going to leave the testing livery for Tim Slade in there above that?
3: No, no. Oh. By the time you read this, this will have gone uh, oh. because he's running a new lawn livery, no, I'd, um, I'd leave
2: it in there. Just, just as a point of reference that this is how badly MIDI's are stuffed. It. Yeah. Well, no livery is better than your no livery. livery is better than that. True.
3: So we're working our way up from bottom here. And now this next one could cause some controversy, Shebex, mm. but we've, we've put Penright racing quite low. Wow. Because it's just got a lot going on. And and as we have ascertained on these cars, which are smaller and they've got less showy mm. space, simple is best. And Penrite, and the, by no fault of the graphic designer, uh, they've just got a lot of sponsors and it's hard to get them all
0: in. So we've put Penrite Racing quite, quite low. And, and I think it's a firm view of all of us, is that teams have had an opportunity to do something different this year. And if you haven't tried to do that, then you obviously lose points straight away. Yeah. If you've just gone to default, throw sponsors on, cover the car, done, we don't want that. Yeah. And and that's that's what we've got. Look, the, the Penrite logo is clear and
3: they've got the bonnet positioning right. Put the big Penrite right at the very front of the bonnet. That's where you've got to jam your logo on these cars. Otherwise, you can't see it from anything other than
2: up on a scaffold. But- uh, yeah, we just thought it was it was too busy. Hmm. Um, then we got the Jack Smith car, the GT Strops. mean. I'm here for GT Strops. They're rad on a Chevy Camaro. It's the SCT logo that's not right. It's like it's had a big shunt and all the letters are jammed together. And I mean, it looks fine plastered on the side of a freight train as it trundles around the countryside. But yeah. it doesn't work on a race car going 300 k's an hour. You can't read the logo. It's a mess. Hmm. And
3: the same could be said for the next car, which we've put quite low, which was James Courtney in his mm. Snowy River Caravan's car.
0: Yeah.
3: Mainly because
2: the logo on the side is going to be impossible to read at speed. Mm. It, it looks it, it looks neat in a photo on a piece mm. of paper. It looks gross, but mm. uh, it's not going to work on a race car. Sorry.
3: You know where mm. you go in Photoshop and you go to the picture and you go, um, I think it's image, Oh, something. In so, anyway, you add, you add stroke around yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the thick border
0: you put around it. They put a key line. Up, they needed to up that to about 50. Yeah. I, I must say, point. though, and this is not declaring myself as a Port Adelaide lover, but I do like teal. You're allowed to like teal and not like the Port Adelaide Football Club. Okay, well, then that's <laughs> unless,
3: unless you're in South Australia, I've in better. which case you can bugger off. <laughs>
2: That was, wow, that was the most serious bit of commentary for the yeah. night from Richard Crowley. Wow, <laughs> it fired up. Uh,
3: moving up the list, uh, we come to Andre Heimgartner's R and J Batteries car. Yeah, I think the thing that we found most offensive about this, not that it's overly offensive, but was that the Club Cadet logo on the bonnet is different—a different yellow to the mongrel Boots and then the Scandia. So yeah, red, black yeah. and white, fine.
2: But the three different shades of yellow, no, nah, no good. It, and it's another clunky sort of logo, R&J batteries. Yeah. It's a funny shape. And then they put their tagline underneath it and you don't need the tagline. You don't need small writing there if you don't, if it's not necessary. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Uh,
3: do you want to move up, Mark?
2: Uh, yeah, Truck Assist. Uh, they got the Matt itis there with the, all the subsidiary sponsor overload. I don't actually mind the orange and white no. and black. It's good contrast there. And I think that's probably one of the better truck assist uh, liveries, but then they've done the thing where they've jammed a million other sponsors on it, which is what they have to do, which unfortunately detracts from this beauty contest. And next one up, the list was the Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola pops. The Coca-Cola, yeah. Coca-Cola. That's distinctive, isn't it? mm Yep. And just the, the little livery treatment, that's fine. But it's the Shore and Smith, it's too wordy and there's lots of words everywhere. And I don't know. Shore, Shore and Partners. Shore and
0: Smith Shore and, is a winery oh, in the Netherlands. Yeah, Shore and
2: Partners.
3: <laughs> but that's fine.
2: That, um, the, I couldn't even read it. That's the Yeah, no,
3: no, it's all good. Um moving up our next one was and and mainly it's down it's sort of mid-pack because it's a one-off livery and we don't know if it's going to run all year is the hino car which is scott pie for mm. team team charlie team 18. um inoffensive pretty straightforward will it last the season probably no. not uh and then almost exactly mid-pack we put the
2: red bull red bull Ampole racing team mm. when that dropped the i made an audible Mm. But it has absolutely grown on me since then. It's inoffensive, but there's a lot going on. But there's a lot going on from all these massive companies who are putting in massive amounts of sponsorship. So, you know, it's not going to win the beauty pageant, but um, who cares? It looks good on track. The
3: more I look at that car, the more I enjoy the front treatment with that big red band across the front under the grill and lights. I think it looks I think it looks quite good. The back back needs a bit of work. Uh above that, Shell V Power Racing. Look, it's nice. Yeah. It, it's it's a really good livery for the fifteenth year in a row. Mm. Eighth year in a row. Literally yeah. eighth. It year. is actually eight, isn't it? not that far off. Um <laughs> there's just so many possibilities with a shell livery that you could make good. And I, I love the consistency. It's all nice. But even the great liveries of the eighties and nineties when everything was beautifully simple. And you know, Peter Jackson, Winfield shell, even they evolved quicker than this. So yeah, uh, we, we, we like the livery, the car looks sensational, but it's been done.
0: So, Is that's there a possibility that we could have a meme from you please Mark Walker, cause you are the king of them of the, uh, the Simpsons car leaving the beach with the shells glued onto the car and the seagulls attacking it.
2: No, I think As it's going to the... be, be Marge wearing that pink
0: suit <laughs> that she butchers
2: for the eighth year in a row. <laughs> I like it. I'll be there with bells on. <laughs> uh, the next one up was the DeWalt car for Frosty. We're, we're here for yellow and black race cars, but there's a bit too much livery stuffed on this one, isn't there?
0: Mm-mm. Anything yep. yellow and black is good. I have no issues with that. Yeah, okay.
3: Uh issues with the next one, which is more yellow and black. And it's another case of <laughs> the different colored sponsors not getting on board the program.
2: Mm-hmm. Like so the, we've got on the story. We need the mediator there to sit these people down, get yeah. the money me people and compromise the people yellow. And yeah. go, We only got one top of yellow. You're just yeah. all gonna have to get along and use yeah. the one top of yellow. But yeah. they didn't it's a good looking car,
3: but the money me logo is huge. So is Trady. huge and they're not the same yellow. And I am not here for the yellow grill in the Ford Mustang. Oh, okay. Should cool. be black. make it black, much, much more sinister. Like, like the cars above where we find the, uh, Optus Walkinshaw and ready United yes, one nice. racing car. Which is now, which is, and, and I think you and I differed on this, Mark, because yeah. I think I'm a bigger fan than you are of this car.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's got the, the teal on white, which I, I think. I know, I know. But the yeah. two, two lighter colours on top of each other, which I don't know if that really works, but um, I guess we'll see at speed. If well, I, love, I,
3: I love the simplicity of the WAU cars. Well, just yeah. they're they're yep. beautiful, sure. and and the mobile one treatment on the bonnet is, and
2: indeed. that's and just their little bit of striping down the sides of the cars, like it's got a a bit of history to it now, hasn't yep. it? You know yep. that one there, it's you know their livery now, so I'm okay with it. You know HRT yep. used to have the old Lions head in the side, and this is what Walk and and Treaty United do these days, which is fine.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, next stop, and we're we're definitely in the hot territory now. Is the Monster Energy cam waters tickford racing car uh, we said it on this podcast just leave the thing in its testing livery and slap some monster logos on it and that's pretty much exactly what they've done um and while we've given djr crap for running the same livery um there's much more you can do with white yellow and red than you can black on green so and and monsters brand ip is black with the green m and that's it yeah. So. Uh, but I, I think it is the the toughest looking car in the field in terms of the aggression that these Gen Three cars have got. They've gone the black wheel option as well, which I am a, a big fan of black wheels on racing cars. So and and the red headlights, yep, well, give it that monster look. Yeah, a little DBA logo in yeah. there works really well. So no, that's a that's a very good looking racing car. Mm. You, know,
2: you know the problem that Matt Stone has where they've got too many little sponsor mm. stickers. The two Tickford cars, the Monster Car and the Castro Car, have the opposite where they've got these wide open spaces. The cars look horn, but yeah. I'm sure they'd prefer to have all the little spaces covered with stickers. Yeah, but as we've said, less is more. So
3: uh, they'll just... Less is more except for your bank account. Their team owners are just going to have to prop that up. Uh, next stop is the NTI WAU car of Nicholas Percat, which I think we just elevated up the order because it was less colours, really, haven't we?
2: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Excellent.
3: Yeah. No, it looks yeah.
0: good. Mm. Uh, not, good not as good as his teammate, though. I, I prefer his teammate. I prefer okay. the Optus one.
3: Well, we, we take that into account. We've already published the story. Yeah, so think... um, But that's all right. Uh, they I'm, both, I'm not
2: re-recording this bit either. So, no, yeah.
3: no, me either. No. Um, next stop, Castrol. It, it's a great livery. Tom Randall's Tickford car. Um, like Mark said, it, it's not overly cluttered. It's nicely dealt with. They've worked in the associate sponsors really well. Uh, is it a classic all-time Castro livery? It's no Larry Perkins 1993, but it's it's a really nice but skate. There's,
2: there's less livery about it. Last year, they yep. threw the whole pizza box at yeah, it. Yeah, they
3: tried too hard with livery. There yeah, was
2: bells and whistles everywhere, but this year they've uh, kept it simple stupid, and I reckon mm-hmm. they've done a good job. Yeah. Speaking okay. of
0: pizza boxes, have you mentioned the pizza? can No. No. Stand oh, by. Okay.
3: Yeah. 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 See where we're going with this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got three to go. Okay. Uh, so whichever three we haven't mentioned yet, you'll quickly find out. So the next one, Mark, Hill
2: cool Drive. Mm. mm. They, they've looked mean ever since they came in a couple of years ago, and now they've finally got a good-looking Mustang to throw their livery at, and it looks horn. So it look horn. Uh,
3: I'm
2: I'm here for that. Looks good.
3: Yeah. It, yeah. It's a good-looking car,
0: uh,
3: and it's and, got teal on it as well too, which is nice.
0: Oh, does it really?
3: Like, it's a light blue. Well,
0: and... it's a, is it light blue or teal? No, it's
3: definitely light blue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's enough teal in the paddock, yeah. I think, this year. There's only so much teal you can cop in your life. <laughs> um, Number two, and definitely in the hot range, is uh, the Pizza Hut Camaro. Yeah. And, Jones. Um, and proof that simple is best. Great logo. Simple logo. Absolutely pops. All the supporting brands are either black or black and red for the most part. Yep. So it's all, all very, very... Um, homogeneous, I think, is the correct word, um, and it word it is a big word. But uh, I, I like that car. Uh, I, you and I went really
0: quickly to putting that close towards the top of the leaderboard because you know uh, what they could have done just to finish it off. And I know it might have been a bit hard, mm. but if the actual wheels themselves were like divided into pizzas, slices. I
2: think it's just the memory of the pizza hut or oh, you could eat pizza bar from my yep. childhood. That's yeah, yeah. might actually be a rubbish livery. I the don't know. The
3: original salad bar. It's absolutely nostalgia. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. only thing they could have made that better is by doing the photo shoot rather doing it on the Hume Weir. Do it at one of the many retired pizza hut restaurants that used to are, still iconic.
2: There's
3: one in Lithgow. You drive past it on the left-hand side as you're driving to Bathurst through Lithgow there on the main street.
2: Think of the fun they can do with their Pizza Hut deliveries under 15 minutes or it's free.
0: And Mac and Jones
2: spraying pizzas out the side window (laughs) at 150 k's (laughs) an hour down
0: Albury. Yep. Yep. Love it. They had a distinctive roof, didn't they, the old Pizza Hut restaurants? oh yeah. yeah and the window design yeah. as well they yeah. were sort of trapezoidal
3: sort of yeah and they, were, they were hunts yeah yeah, yeah they were yeah, yeah. good good mm. place they were they were many good memories there love the old ice cream machine all you can eat oh, ice cream buffet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and finally, uh and finally our hot livery of the year to this point bearing in mind they could change uh is the Nulon premier high racing car which will now be driven by jim jimmy golding and tim slade because they're going to run two. And that is fine by me. Just beautiful black, red and white on the bottom. Utterly simple car looks really tough, very clean, sensational.
2: Uh, no well teal,
3: Newlon. No teal.
2: No teal. But uh, also, I don't know what Newlon tastes like, so can't really vouch for that.
0: What is this? <laughs> That's a wheel. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll probably just too good. But it, um, it is.
2: It is the classic
3: simple livery. It, this livery would could have been on a VR Commodore in 1995. And that for me is an enormous. They haven't gone for the metallic black though, Richard. Nope. No, it's, it's, it's gloss black. It's gloss black. Yeah. I don't think it's
2: metallic, but it's gloss.
3: Yeah. It's shiny.
2: I I, different things you can do with, do with the matte finishes. And like, I remember Mm. we had different finishes in 2015 with Rico's Nissan. Mm. It was a bit different, but whatever looks good yeah. they work they work in concept but i think when you get them on
3: track on tv you can't really tell so so that's our uh that's our power rankings tell us what you think at the race talk uh you'll probably disagree uh do you think there should be more teal in the paddock um let us what? know in the comment section please
2: what were your memories from the pizza hut or oh, you could eat pizza Bar? But more importantly
3: i think salmonella we... i never got salmonella there no
0: 18, i didn't I think I the other get we salmonella had I got fat. But... I don't think it was invented when we were kids, was it?
3: <laughs> Salmonella? Yeah. I just didn't care. You dropped the paint sort <laughs> on the floor and pick it up and away you go. Nah, good good place. So that's our liveries. Let us know your thoughts at the <laughs> Race Talk on our social media accounts, and we'd love to get your feedback on what the liveries of the year are. Finish off with Hots and knots, Please, lead us away.
0: Uh, my hot was the, uh, yeah, the Fernando Alonso and that whole Aston Martin thing over the weekend. Uh, the fact that... uh Lance Stroll drove with that operation on his wrist and we saw some graphic pictures over the weekend of how he had to control the car, especially through practice and qualifying. One hand on, both hands off at times because of vibration and stuff. So an amazing effort by him, but an amazing effort by Fernando to get that car up into third and give Red Bull hopefully some competition, but to throw another car in the mix with Ferraris and with Mercedes is just nice.
2: Be, before you're hot, Richard, mm. will we see Lance Stroll win a race this year? Could you imagine a world where that's going to be a thing?
0: He had to be pretty I, happy, wouldn't he? I could. I'd rather not.
3: <laughs> but I could. Uh, my hot is the Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge Australia. What a championship. Hugely talented collection of young drivers who, for the most part, raced incredibly cleanly. And anyone who says, Oh, point mate Porsche racing's boring. No, they never pass. I'm gonna sit them down, prop their yes. eyelids open with toothpicks, and make them watch all three races from Phillip Island because they were brilliant car races. Surely no one's ever said that. Hey oh, they have. Well, really? I, like
2: I, I think I said it last week, but yeah,
3: yeah. yeah potentially. <laughs> uh they were great races, really good races. To the point where they kept Mark's four-year-old like engaged. So yeah, that's, it was that's, engaged. That's positive. So no tremendous stuff. Young Marco Giltrap, the Kiwi won the weekend, but Aaron Shields was good. Zach Stitchbury good. Um Ronan Murphy, P2 in that last race. Um, I know dad was very proud of that so many good stories out of it. It is going to be a championship to watch this year. The talent in that, in that field is outstanding. And the best thing is they get to do two supercar rounds this year, Shebeck. So they'll get to show their awesome. stuff on the big stage at Simmons Plains and Sydney super night later this year. So yeah, massive hot, really cool racing.
2: Yeah. beautiful. Uh, yeah. I'd back that up. Marco Giltrap, uh, hot. Mm. Watch that space. He's going to be a big thing. Uh, you, you mentioned it earlier, but you didn't mention in the hots, Alex Elbon 10th. Hmm. Your boy up there Big getting fan. points, getting it done. Big fan. Um, yeah, that Philip Island made in the weekend, uh, you mentioned, my son. Yeah, he was the only spectator there. He enjoyed yep. it. Uh, really good racing. The BMW E30s were amazing. Hyundai sales were out of this world. Uh, and the other stuff too, the sports cars and the uh, super sports, they had their moments too. It was really good, fun entertainment. And it was all live streamed there on Blendline. So uh, that was that was good. Hot. Can I Did you nearly lose
0: your son any point? Sorry, did you nearly lose your son at any point? Such so oh. an open space.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely tried to run away, but that's okay. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Can I well, just I throw a uh, a bonus hot? Yep. If mm. you don't mind, uh, to Bruce McAvaney.
0: Oh, uh, he, he. It is now
3: stalking. It is officially. It's not. Now, well, but it's he was obvious. on my plane, and I hated to be that guy, but I went and said. Well, I'm Mr. McEvaney. I'm a big fan of yours. Did you call him Bruce or Mr. McEvaney? No, I called him Bruce because he's, oh, good.
2: Cool. he's, he's Sir, Bruce. Sir Bruce?
3: Um, and he was on my flight flying home on Monday from Melbourne. Again. And, um, and he's just one of the nice human beings and very, very kind and giving when with his time for a fat wanker who just wanted to go and have a chat to him. So, Did he know who you were? No, he had no idea, and that's the way it should be. Because so he I doesn't am, watch the twelve hour. I am a nobody relative watch... to the great doyen of Australian sports broadcasting. This is the man that called Kathy Freeman home in the two thousand Olympics.
2: Like, you know, should, should this, this is like a statue. This is like when Tony goes off on a tangent about the football judiciary. Or, or whatever. But
3: at does. least this is motorsport relevant because he hosted Zumble 1000 it coverage involves several you. times for seven.
0: <laughs> you're uh, you're one of the few Australian voices to actually call Formula One on TV. But it um, no He problem. must know who you are.
3: No, no, nor should he.
0: No. He, but he I decided, He goes,
3: only
2: went to Bathurst because he drew the short straw in the grand finals <laughs> on the same weekend and Dennis Committee had to go and do that. Correct. <laughs> Anyway, that needed to be uh, that needed to be
3: said, and also, well done, seriously, well done to Blendline TV. They did a cracking. They job do a great job. The they
0: comments. really do. Very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh you're not Shebex, while well, I try and think of one. Well, me too. I haven't actually got anything that's ticked me off much this week at all in motorsport, apart from the fact that a lot of media managers didn't get back to me today when I tried to organise an interview. But. <laughs> it's uh Sorry. Sorry. it's it's gin three weeks so like <laughs> minute.com
2: podcasting <laughs> we haven't had time to assemble a driver for this yeah. year <laughs> um, I've got knots um, okay. first one George Russell having to hold up the set for the F1 intro this year mm. Have you seen that mm-hmm. that's turned into a few memes hasn't it Yeah that was unfortunate yeah anyway poor George having to hold I'll, I'll, up the shoddy
0: set. can I, can I just add to that? That has never really bothered me in the past, the sycophant attitude that they've had towards Lance and George and Lewis and all that. But one race into the season, and it has got beyond bearable. Are we talking about here? About the Sky commentary team. Oh, right, okay. And their love for the English drivers. And I understand that it's an English broadcast and all that sort of stuff. But wow, hey, it's it's red button... Footy commentary when Eddie Maguire was just calling the Collingwood biased stuff. It was just
2: well we're uh, looking so forward good. to the Australian Grand Prix. We can get some Australian commentators well, on there and they can talk about 10. Oscar Ooh. Oscar alighting from his car very competently. <laughs> <laughs> um I've got another knot too. Uh right. Chase Elliott fractured his tibia, which mm. sounds bloody Ooh. painful. So, yeah. so uh he's out for a long time and that causes uh, some issues there for Hendrick Motorsport. Uh, what are they are going to do to replace him? Because he's fairly hard to replace. Big time sponsor there with Napa and uh, sub-optimal to be missing a whole heap of races this stage of the season.
3: Yeah. My, my not, I, I, it has to be McLaren, um, mm. who didn't just have a shocker in Bahrain by not being particularly competitive at all. And then, then at St. Pete. We, we're about to win the... Opening race of the IndyCar season with Pato Award, and the Chevy engine in it had a little bobble coming out of the final corner, and he got gobbled up by uh, Marcus Ericsson, who won the race. So uh, that's that's a hell of a knot for McLaren. It all started so it all looked so promising, and uh, it's not. So Mm -hmm. that's not great. Um, The other not uh, to the social media commenters who, you know, our Oscar season's over. It's dead and already. It hasn't started yet. It's the longest Formula One season they've literally ever had. There's plenty of opportunity for, uh, for things to happen there. A bit of a not to Charles Leclerc um, because that's just unlucky. And, uh, you know, probably don't want to DNF and drop a race and a full host of points to red Bulls this early in the season. Why do it this early when you can do it later in the year and disappoint your fans later in the season, rather than oh. disappointing all the Tifosi now.
2: Yeah. But the strategy was really good up until the moment
3: that the car broke right up to that point, no problems, but, uh, and then Carlos Sainz got passed by Fernando Alonso just to rub salt in the way the former Ferrari driver blazes past. So that was good. Um, not that we have to have another Grand Prix before they get to Melbourne. Uh, I, I'd love them to roll into Melbourne right now, but uh, we can wait. And not for IndyCar for having such a big gap in the program. Yeah, that's stupid, isn't it? Um, it's a full month, basically, until the Oval Race at Texas. I'd also like to not the guy in what I'm pretty certain was a mid-90s Nissan Pathfinder uh, who... <laughs> Held me up on the road between the Trafalgar Holden <laughs> Museum and Leon Gatha in Victoria's Gippsland, sort of southeast region, when I was trying to go for a nice drive in my very nice borrowed BMW. You'll read about I this on the that. Race Talk soon. Nice. And um,
0: drive faster.
3: The speed limit. Crying <laughs> out loud. Have I have I told Ks you that Trafalgar
0: hour. is the place that I would like to be buried? I feel like this is a podcast for another day. No, no, it's just a beautiful cemetery on a big hill at Trafalgar. It's got a gorgeous view. the, oh, the Holden Museum. The
3: Holden Museum <laughs> is highly
0: recommended. Uh, yeah, so there you go. All right, well done. Catch you next week. We'll uh, have plenty to talk about, I'm sure. Yes, well, hopefully some drivers will make themselves available after the race meeting. Yes, exactly. Fingers crossed. Well, they won't have cars to drive in the Grand Prix, so they <laughs> exactly. won't be doing this for a few weeks. <laughs> <That'll
2: be broken.
0: laughs> All right, catch you next week, and we'll catch you next week right here on the grid.